Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest-growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Are You Instant Reaction Review. Man, the mics are, I love are, are wild today. Uh, I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, uh, it's a blitz. It's it, everything. It, it's kind of the final blitz until uh, the Hobbit. award season <laughs> goes completely berserk. Right. And uh, so we got three movies this week and this is the week where it's like get used to that for a while yeah probably right um and there's really awesome stuff coming out yeah but also uh just because just because of award season there's going to be several movies a week because we have to do that so this week we're doing uh interstellar and and we got a few emails uh, about from people who, cool. who were pissed that um, uh, we weren't we weren't here last week. week. Right. That one's that one's on me. That was uh, I had a scheduling problem. And yeah, that's, that was we can't be here every week. We try, um, we really try but, but we got several emails. It was kind of cool. And I'm going to throw this out really quick before I forget to do it, um, because Carrie in Boston, yeah, uh, also was a little pissed <laughs> that, that uh, <laughs> this is great that we did not uh, cover Interstellar last week, right? Um, we uh, wanted to, and, and really, we got uh, we got several emails. It was, it was that's very though. very that, cool. We're gonna have to be more scheduled, but uh, yeah. But anyway, um, but also, but a, I'm pissed that you weren't around last week. Right. So right. the hell with you. Right. Um, and b, any positive things about the ending of Interstellar? I oh, will never listen to your them. show oh, again. No, I love it. So uh, that was cool. But um, thanks, <laughs> thanks for the email. It was a, absolutely. It, it was a long and detailed email. Yeah. And uh, it was it was a kind of a cool review contained in this whole thing where uh, you know it was like if, if you like the first part, fine. Right. 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 <laughs> but that's okay. But if you like, I will not if you, if you like the last part, then right. I cleared my schedule and don't need to worry if you guys I, I show think, up anymore. <laughs> I think I can almost pinpoint where Carrie, whether Carrie's, you know, with an RY or an IE, male or female, I can pretty much figure out where right. Carrie probably stood up and almost left the theater. Right. It, it's well, it's universal. pretty obvious, yeah. right? I mean, it's uh anyway, so we're doing Interstellar, Big Hero 6, which you did not I didn't see. get to see it yet. Uh we saw it, we were yep. uh I saw that separately yep. and then I wasn't sure if you'd picked that up yet. Yep. Um, and then uh, St. Vincent. Yeah. So it's uh, nothing that came out this week. Why? Because uh, Dumb and Dumber 2 is all, <laughs> is all that was available to us. And you drew the line uh, this you week. Like, and I said, uh, I said, right. there is enough other stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and it, you know, if we had seen everything, if we were really up to date on stuff, you know, it, it, with something like St. Vincent that we just didn't get to see, and it's still kind of relative, 
you know, it's not the most recent release, but it's still in, in primary theaters. Right. I, I can see that. But, man, that would have been a rough week for you, a rough week if we had been current. And you're just like, this is the only thing that's I know, opening. There's nothing else to do. Yeah. yeah so that, you had an interesting be, out. But that would be fantastic. I'm actually um, – I'm. I'm curious about it, only because I did enjoy the first one. Oh, shut up. I loved it. I think it's hilarious. Oh, my God. I think it's hilarious, and I, I am curious only in the aspect oh, of seeing... all the emails we're going to get now. Yeah, wow. Well, uh, they love it. They <laughs> anyway, love it. yeah, they love Dumb and Dumber. That's that's our audience right so we there. Got a lot is, of a... Uh, our target audience is, if you <laughs> no. love Dumb and Dumber, we have a good Venn you diagram, know where to go. But somewhere in that outer fringe of like that small circle that doesn't hit anybody, that's where the Dumb and Dumbers, the oh, Adventures of Ford Fairlane. No, that's see, where I like the films. Adventures of Ford so, Fairlane. So do I. It's in that circle for me. Uh, it is not, though. Anyway, just, we, anyway we got a lot of whatever. interstellar emails. Or we got a lot of don't get, get we back got, on track emails. Like don't we got a, a lot of we got a a lot of. Uh, I'm pissed that you didn't do Interstellar last week. Yeah, because I was sorry, guys. Forward actually, to that. that makes me. I mean, sorry, we irritated a bunch of people. Right. That but actually makes me feel awesome really good. Right. You know, and we do try to be very regular about the show and about what we're doing. Every once in a while, it slips, and that was a weird one. I'm glad we at least saw the film and then had like a schedule thing. Right. But, Right. Um, so okay. So uh, enough of the people who right. are mad at us for not showing up. Right. Um, so now I got to throw out something before we get into the movies. Okay. And I'm not even sure what we'll do because uh, Big Hero Six we obviously won't you know get right. to talk about a whole lot. But right. uh, so, maybe, so maybe so maybe I'll do that first or something. Before we get into the movies, I want to throw out that uh, for anyone who doesn't know, and we might as well throw out. Uh, nonsense like this once in a while. Areyouscreening.com is part of the Mode Media Network of uh, websites, which used to be Glam, but was brash under the Glam heading. I don't know. These are words you're throwing around. I'm sure sure people know Glam.com. It's a popular thing. Glam is like the uh, sites that are pointed at women <laughs> and oh, okay. and brash is like the the guys inside what like getting a happy meal for a boy or right a girl. exactly it's now strange. now they that has like rebranded itself as mode media so that they're all just under the same mode media banner yeah. anyway yeah. so um but mode media itself is uh you know hundreds of sites and mm-hmm. uh, big big shebang whatever it is right anyway i made some uh cool lists for uh, to to be on uh, Mode Media's own site, so I'm just you know shout out to myself um, <laughs> because <laughs> because there's cool things. So I made some lists and uh, cool. because they are they're basically putting together like a new a new site of their own, and I don't know they're looking to get stuff on there. So I'll, yeah, there you go. <laughs> why not? So they asked me to do it and I did. So um, I got uh, three lists that I made. One is uh, great gifts. For movie lovers, yeah, and most of them now there are a couple things that are uh, not super expensive, like uh, Leonard Malton's uh, book that came out last year, the 151 best movies you've never seen, you know, stuff like that, which is an awesome book. But uh, there's also things like that no one could ever afford. So right. <laughs> right. there's uh, there's uh, I'll, I'll give you a little teaser. Did you know that you can actually uh, pay enough money to hook up? Uh, theatrical release movies in your home, well, you can. 
Damn. So, so there is a way. Yep. There is a way to do that. A totally legal way to do that. Right. You should put legal in there. That that's is a, that's uh, a that is word. very expensive. But you, yeah. you you have to go to a place. People have to come to your house to install it and everything. And it's yeah. all it's all very like secure and hush hush. But yeah, it's expensive. But it's also awesome. Right. right? And then uh, you know big sets of movies like the Warner Brother like hundred disc set. Right. Well, hundred movie set. It's yeah. Hundred disc. Anyway. Um, and then another one that I did was uh, great movies that you can see that are unknown, that are relatively unknown, that are available on Netflix instant oh, right. streaming, yep. that are uh, movies that you know flew way under the radar. Most of them are fairly recent even. Yep. And uh, you know if you're looking for something to find. And then the final one is the uh, – I call the list the nine movie film school. It's the yeah. uh, my list of nine movies that if you want to pretend like you're a film snob and impress your friends, right. be able to judge other movies. Even yeah. it, they're not even necessarily awesome movies. I mean, they are right. awesome right. movies, but you might not even think they're awesome. <laughs> but they have other reasons to watch them as a film education, right? right? Like they have awesome cinematography. You can see things that happen. There's uh, great acting in them. There's... Uh, directing conversations really well, yep. you know, and get examples of that under your belt yeah. instead of, and it's not a list of the movies like, you know, Hey, watch citizen Kane and Casablanca and right. you know, all the movies that everybody, everybody will put on the nose and says right. are the greatest movies of all times. These are like more, uh, you have to kind of be a film snob. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, right. you don't have to be to, to appreciate them, but they're they're not the movie that's like the number one movie on everyone's greatest movie ever list. Right. right. I mean they're they're <laughs> different movies. Like uh, you know, okay, like Dark City right. is one and um and you know, if you haven't seen that movie on Blu ray and watched Roger Ebert's commentary, right. that is all that's a that's film class and right it's there. on its yeah. own. Uh, and it's it's such an interest. It's so weird because it's such an interesting commentary. Yeah. And you know, I obviously did not agree with Roger Ebert all the time. Right. But it is such a good commentary, and it likes it like ruins you for other commentary tracks. Yeah. Of, of other movies because you start watching those and go, so, oh, so that, you're not yeah, saying right. anything. <laughs> anyway, but uh, so those are the lists. You can uh, go to arescreening dot com and you can uh, find a link to those, and I'll I'll uh, I'll put stuff everywhere so you can find them but anyway you can uh, cool. you can just like google you know the names of those lists and mode, go to mode media it'll be there whatever right anyway so there's uh that out of the way so um big hero six we will jump right in and and i'll just do like a pretty short thing i guess because you have no response right right um i have a question do you see the 3d I did not see the 3D, okay. but this is a big thing. It's not just for kids' films, but, but, I, but that I, one looks good. I can good. I can tell you for sure. Yeah. Um, I did not because I took the whole gaggle with me, right? right. And then that's like a lot of money. Yeah. So, right. right. <laughs> the hell with that. Um, I didn't see it in 3D, but I could tell that it is probably pretty awesome in 3D because yeah. there's a lot of it, stuff it where you like can see it. it. Yeah. You can see where it's a lot of fun in 3D. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. But uh, it was fun anyway. Cool. I really liked the movie. Um, I'm going to give it like uh, eight and a half. That's pretty good. I can't give it like huge, like eight and a half is pretty know. big. No, it is, but uh, not I, enough to get I a nine. Did, though I did kind of have some problems with it. Now, the story is pretty good, and most of the stuff that that happens along the way. The pro one of the problems I had with it was, you know, if you've watched the uh, 
the this bonus feature. I think it's on Up of of Disney, right? Where where, where where they have the thing and they go, let us show you how all our movies are exactly the same. <laughs> right? Yeah. They're like, here's the uh, here's the outline yeah. of every single movie in the history of joking. the world. It's really right? that way, yeah. And and yeah, it's not even just their movies, right? No, it's, it's just films. it's like eighty yeah. percent of every movie ever right. is is. This has to happen. This has to happen. You know the yeah. the characters meet. The characters get mad at each other at one point right. and and move away from each other, or whatever. And something happens, and then they show you in in this bonus feature. You know, here's how that looks in Monsters Inc. Here's how that looks in Toy right. Story. Here's right. how that looks in and they only use their own movies, right? right? Of course, but, but you obviously could see it. Hey, I just watched uh, you know whatever, right? right. I was watching The Expendables, and it's the exact same. Yeah. Anyway, but it's like every and this movie, it was it just seemed like so oddly obvious, right? Uh, how it was just laid out by the numbers. how it was just like sticking right to that, which you know it's a kids movie and it's animated and it's you one know, could argue they're all like that, but they're and not. fine, yeah. and you know you can take other movies right that we loved, like you know you take something like. Frozen or yeah, uh, you know what's the uh, Wreck It Ralph? Is yeah, the, you know Wreck that's the Wreck It Ralph is one that stands out. Still, for me. you know, we gave that ten, yeah. right? And still, <laughs> if you look at it, you can go, well, okay, it guess, does this yeah. and it does this. But when you're watching it, it doesn't feel so obvious <laughs> about it. And yeah. this one really kind of did to me. And um, you know, it's got a lot of fun stuff. And I, I'll tell you this. I give it like an extra star just for the fact that it is so like, you know, STEM oriented. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's about, you know, hey, geeks are cool. And, right. You know, they even like uh, the, the the younger kid hero, you know, he doesn't want to go to his brother's geek school, you know, because right, of he, course. he graduated from high school at 13 and right. now is just kind of hanging out right. and uh, and doing illegal things actually which is an interesting spin for a, a nice for a twist. cartoon movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's uh, in these uh robot like fights, you know, he's like in Robot Fight Club or whatever right. and they bet on it and everything and it's illegal. Right. And then you know you're like, oh look, his cool robot, and it looks like it's cute, and then but it destroys everyone, and so he wins. And then you go, well, okay, but wait, that that is illegal, so that, <laughs> right? It's a little odd, yeah. but but the whole movie uh, is is actually a lot of fun, and it looks really cool. And like I said, I'm sure in 3D it will just blow you away, but it it just kind of stood out so obviously kind of that it was like oh here's the part where this has to happen here's right. and then you know we've got like the surprise bad guy where you know as long as you've watched scooby-doo you know who the bad guy's gonna right. be right sure yeah so i don't know that just was you know i didn't love it that it didn't you know try to move a little bit more right in some nude spin or right. something right. or you know make things a little bit more um like you know, kids have seen thousands of movies too, so yeah. it's right. it's doing the same thing for them. I mean, all my kids loved it, but yeah. Anyway, but uh, eight and a half for me on that one, and uh, it, it's a it's a lot of fun, and I bet that it's going to be uh, really cool to get when it's available on Blu-ray. Yeah, right. Because it It'll it's be it's just stuff. built for cool stuff, you know. Yeah. Which that's a weird thing that's been going on with uh, kids movies and animated movies too. Is that you know, 
when you first started with like Blu-rays and bonus features, it was nothing but stuff for kids right. on animated right. movies, sure. right? It was all like, here's a game. Look, you can yeah, point the arrow in this and, yeah. direction, and then yeah. the game happens. Look, it's like a new thing we can do, and so we're going to make stupid stuff that right. kids will like, right? Yeah. And they were they were terrible, but yeah. but at least they were was, there. Yeah. Your kids could do something. And then now, all of a sudden, these days, it's like there's nothing that kids would even want to watch half the yeah. time, right? Yeah. I mean, you get an animated movie, it's like – you know, some weird behind the scenes like garbage and your kids go, Okay, so just watch here's an office. Again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and a guy right. drawing. Like Hooray, right. right. Yeah. And uh but this one looks like it sh- it should have some some cool. cool stuff. That's cool. Okay. So uh do we do uh Saint Vincent we or probably do, we should probably do Saint Vincent just to keep Carrie on the line for a while. Exactly. Just to just to get that out of the because way. Because I'm I'm not gonna ruin anything, but I am gonna let her know in advance you loved the end. I loved the end. Yeah, so she not should, even you. No. You just yes. Yeah. No, Stay I tuned. love. I love. I'm wearing an Interstellar. Stay I love the end because t-shirt, here, so. that, here comes that. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so I, I, we'll, I think so. We'll do Saint Vincent. Weird, That's fine. But, um, so Saint Vincent, Bill Murray, and uh, and oh god, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. And, you know, and uh, you know, oddly, this is a weird movie too because. Uh, for me, going into it with Melissa McCarthy, I am kind of like on a downward path with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, everything I've seen her in lately, it's like it's getting more and more. I don't want to watch her anymore. Right. Right. And now she's in a movie where really she's not trying to be funny. Right. She's at all. Play it straight. Right. More than anything. Yeah. And now she was really good. Right. <laughs> so, right. So I'm like, wait a minute. Like it, there, there was nothing for her to do that was funny. There was right. kind of. You know, being sarcastic at a certain point or something right. where it's you know mildly humorous or yeah. whatever, but right. she's she's not trying to be funny, and she was really good, and yeah, and this is the movie where uh, it had a lot of attention before it came out. Yeah, then it came out, no one cared. Right, it really just <laughs> all of a sudden everyone said whatever. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of that sort of movie, I guess, in a way. Um, yeah, but people were talking about Bill Murray and how great he was. And even Oscar can like they're like oh right, this is Bill right. Murray's next stab except, at an Oscar except except that the movie came out what because from uh, you know all the festivals and everything everyone was going right. they berserk were about it right yeah. and then the movie came out and now I don't know if I don't know if he has any shot at all no. because not that he does or doesn't deserve it or whatever but because no one's paying any attention to the movie anymore right and that's and that's part of it that's just not how they work right that's not how the awards work right right, right. uh it's still people voting right. e- even though <laughs> it's it's not just yeah. you know you get a bunch of critics to say someone's good and then boom they're right they win. yeah but man all of a sudden no one cares that this yeah. movie came out yeah and i don't know if bill murray is that good in it but He's pretty good in it. Even uh, even I, I don't know if he's like. Well, oh we'll my give, God, that was the greatest thing right. he ever did. We'll, right? we'll give our our grades and then I think because that's part of the review. I feel you know well, in a way sure. I feel like yeah. that actually defines the whole feeling for me of what I gave it. That right. I gave it. So, so I give this one uh, nine. That's that's a lot higher than I thought you were going to go, but I knew you would like it. <laughs> okay. Because you were you were kind of applauding when it was done and kicking your feet, <laughs> right. you know. So I thought you liked it. Yeah. No, I, I'm pretty much at seven, seven and a half. Um, there was there was a little bit of weirdness there for me with a lot of it. It felt it felt too disjointed in places. Even though what the real strength of the film turned out to be were the characters, not the story. Right. 
we we talked for a while when we the left. The story is almost like random. The story feels to it, me it's almost just, a day. It, it is. It's, it's just not it's really just kind of like well, I feel like the film really is like a character study instead of you know a situational story right. where you you fall for this guy who's this gruff kind of Gran Torino you know exterior guy like get off my lawn even though right. he's he gives everybody in the neighborhood reason to not like him and of course he's this saint you know right. not to play on the title of the film but you know of course he's got a heart of gold happens to be hooked up with Naomi Watts who is a very funny idea of a Russian stripper right but she also has the heart of gold because every prostitute really does right you know and then you've got the stereotypical mom who's you know going through the divorce and really just trying to make ends meet with her really hard job and she's not around for her kids so she puts him in charge of this old gruff guy who no one would leave a kid with and it turns out what this film wants to be is Rushmore on top of Bad Santa for me that's the only two things that I thought of when I watched it Wow, I didn't think of either and that's of those not, things. And that's not bad. You know, in a way, in a way, you know, and I love both of those films very independently of each other. And I still really liked St. Vincent, but it felt very color by numbers. It felt like, look, you got Bill Murray on set and you just let him do what he wants, which in some way explains why I like the very end so much, which I don't feel gives away anything because it's just a standalone couple moments. At the end of the film, well, right, you see the I, I feel like there's really no spoilers. There's nothing about to, this film. To the I movie. Mean, the, I guess nothing this, happens really that's a surprise or, yeah. you know, the plot is moving in this direction right. and then this happens. The plot is all like, I, I mean, there's a plot that makes sense and, and you get from point A to point B or whatever. It's right. not like no, random no, stuff happens, but it's it's very random. It's just like, so this is this week right. in this guy's life and this kid happened to show up. But I, I just got a text from a listener who is a who knows me very well and says, you always think of Bad Santa, though. And and, and she's right. I do. But <clears throat> everything that happens but I think there's I think there's something Santa. certainly to be said here for the gruff, you know, hard drinking, race tar- racetrack betting, you know, the guy who right. teaches you to do all these bad things and has this innocent kid who's very, you know, uh, susceptible to impressionism at this point. Like that, that's kind of what Bad Santa is anyway. But I'm not going to defend that whole thing. I'm just going to say that the end of the movie, you see Bill Murray just kind of watering his garden, singing a, a Bob Dylan song. And it's engaging and it's interesting. And I'm watching it and I'm going, the only reason I'm watching this with any interest is because this is Bill Murray. And right. he's making just singing the lyrics interesting to me. Right. I feel like in a way that's kind of like the detriment to the film too. It didn't really take uh, – it's written and directed by the same guy, Malfi, uh, Richard, Richard Malfi, I think. And – it just didn't feel like there was a whole lot there to say or do. And that's not to suggest that, that Bill Murray doesn't make the most of what he has there. And that when Naomi Watts or the kid, Jaden, uh, uh, blank on his last name, it's like Lieber Hound or something. Yeah. And Chris O'Dowd, who we, we can't say enough good things about. Right. When these guys are all on stage, you know, in the, in the, in the film and in the scenes, they're great. But it just didn't, it didn't have that push for me like these other films that I'm talking about did, even though... It seemed like almost Bill Murray was too reserved. I didn't want him to be the wacky meatballs '80s kind of stripes guy because he's not that guy anymore. Right. But this felt this felt a little too predictable. And even though I had a little like not boredom, but just kind of soft interest in places, and I think that's mostly because of the story. Again, not because of the characters. Um, I had a blast watching him. 
Right. Like he's still so absolutely, you know, magnetic for what's happening. And again, only emphasized by I'll watch him sing Bob Dylan lyrics. He's he's not tap right. dancing. He's just sitting in a chair singing. Right. And it's engaging and it's interesting. But that's also kind of this, the the weak part of the film, which is it doesn't really push him to do anything more interesting for me. Yeah, I think that um so at about seven, seven and a half, I still really liked it, but I just I, I thought I was gonna like it more. I thought it wasn't gonna be Hyde Park on the Hudson. But when I started hearing Bill Murray's got an Oscar pick again, I'm like, this is going to be like Rushmore. This is going to be fantastic. He's going to be something more beyond what he is. And he just wasn't there. Yeah. I I don't know. I, it worked for me. I thought, yeah. um, you know, he didn't do anything else because that's who that character is. I think yeah. the reason that for me that it was interesting to watch that part at the end where he's singing the song is yeah. not because it was Bill Murray doing it, but because it was exactly what that guy would what do. Vincent, yeah, what Vincent it was, he was exactly that character, even to the point where, you know, he's like ridiculously watering nothing. And then he's like watering his feet his and he's and just like, and, yeah. he's just like, like that's exactly that guy. I thought that there was, um, there were so many parts in this movie for me where it could have, just been awful and it avoided them like so brilliantly i thought as soon as he goes and like visits his wife it, it, that was in which turn. which is kind of early ish yeah. that you first see that happen as soon as that happened i thought uh oh, this is going to turn to crap right like right now it's just going to be nonsensical garbage and it's yeah. just going to be like way over the top with his wife and the whole thing and then, and it wasn't, and, yeah. and it didn't. And I think that, uh, you know, it got to, you know, you're getting to the end right? that uh, happens with the whole, well, because obviously it's called St. Vincent. Yeah. And at one point you're in class and Chris O'Dowd is the teacher and he is like brilliant. Yeah. Um, and he says, so now what we're going to do is nominate a person for sainthood or something. Right. Go find know. the saints among us. Right? right. And then, you know, it's it's not trying to fool you right. about where we're going to end up. Right. I right. mean, you know exactly what's coming and still it manages to get there in a really interesting way. And I'll tell you, I liked Bill Murray a lot. I give the movie at least one extra star because the kid was awesome. He was really great when he needed to be. I thought the kid was great. And the kid could really, you know, Bill Murray's one thing, but the kid could really make or break this movie. And, Absolutely. And for me, it's like, you know, you have to have watched everything. But, you know, the difference between About a Boy, the movie, and About a Boy, the TV show. Right. Because in About a Boy, the, the movie, kid. the kid is awesome. Yeah. And, then the and in the TV show, the kid is not so awesome. Right. <laughs> I right. mean, I don't want to, like, bag out on right. a little kid or whatever. But uh, the the kid in the TV show just does not bring it all together for right. me the way like, that he did. like it worked in the movie. And this movie could be very different with a different kid. Yeah. And you kind of wouldn't care and you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't really believe that the way things happen are the way things happen. And the kid is really great. And and actually everyone is except they for me they kind of push the whole divorce thing a little hard. Yeah. And you know, he could just be a guy. Right. That you're getting divorced right. from because that's bad enough. Right. And he could just be a guy who wants equal time with his kid mm -hmm. after you get divorced. 
because that's bad enough too. He doesn't have to be right. because it doesn't do anything for the story for no. him to be a worse bastard or whatever, bastard, right? right? It doesn't change anything. And that part went a little hard for me, but that led to a cool scene where she's like telling the story when he when the kid gets in trouble. Yeah. And uh, there's Chris O'Dowd and and you know some other guy who's the Catholic principal or whatever, or whatever right? Yeah, right. And and she has to go in and talk to him about the fact that her her kid got in a fight and she just goes right crazy. And yeah. Chris O'Dowd's reaction is perfect. Are, yeah. are awesome. awesome too. But but even for that, he didn't have to be right. You know, such a complete right stereotypical creep or whatever. But anyway, I just thought that the way that it came together for me, you know, this is really like, I don't know, sort of my kind of movie in a way, because it's not trying to do uh, big, huge things. Yeah. It's just trying to do kind of normal things. And I thought that it was, it actually worked for me in the end that, you know, he's a jerk, right? And, and what I love about the movie actually is that the the kid in class says way earlier, you know, he says when you have to like pick your favorite saint or whatever it yeah. is. And he picks, I forget who he picks, but he picks whoever it is he picks. It's like the patron saint of adopted kids or whatever. Right. And he he picks him because he seemed like a normal guy. Right. He was just a guy who got killed by the kid he adopted, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's a saint. Right. But he just was a guy, and he he like picked him because his whole story. There's apparently I don't know if could be a totally made up saint for all I know, but but whoever it is, right? He he picked the saint because the whole story of this saint seems like he's just some guy God. who has all these flaws. And you don't read in the book the story of the saint where it starts going, oh, they were the greatest person right. ever and all this stuff, right? Yeah. It was just a guy. And I just thought that in itself was awesome. Right. And then, you know, leads him obviously to, uh, you know, Bill Murray is a jerk and he's old. And and then eventually you get to the end and you go, you know, he's he's had some shit go on. Yeah. <laughs> In yeah. his life, and right. maybe he's not real happy right. about yeah. everything as it comes to him now. And I thought he was awesomely flawed because as much as it's kind of a goofy stereotype that he gets a bunch of money, he finally gets a bunch of money, and he still gambles it all away again, right. or at least a big chunk of it right. away right. again, where you know he's got somebody after him because he owes money, yeah. right? And he gets a bunch of money that he could give him. Right, and he goes no, but what I could do is I could, I could double that down. I, I could make it right. a huge chunk of change, and he bets some trifecta, whatever crazy right. thing, right? Where you're not getting good odds, yeah. you just want to get a big pile of cash, yeah. and it's like he just can't not do it, right? And that's kind of you know, there's clichedness to having to bet all your money again, but it just makes him so kind of awesomely flawed, right? In just the right way. And, you know, you can just see him sitting there going, uh, I shouldn't do this. This is the moment stupid. That, the moment right. that, that hits the, the most powerful is when he goes, he needs money desperately because his, his wife's uh, hospice care, not her hospice care, but her hospital care is, is right. really out of control and he's behind on all the bills and they're right. going to kick her out. And when he goes to clean out the kid's, you know, bank account, yeah, that's when you see it. You see amazingly... 
you know, he can he can glide through these moments of being like sarcastic and gruff and off-putting and a real bastard, but then he's got these heartfelt moments like when he's teaching the kid to fight, you know, that's not a full heartfelt moment when he when he finally hears that the kid fought. Like his reaction to that is great. And then in a few minutes, like he goes to clean the kid's bank account out and that wash of emotions on his face where the woman's like how much? And he's like, how much is in it? She's like, I don't know, 2700 And he goes, yeah, I'll take all yeah, of that. It. That whole <laughs> right. moment sells everything, right. you know, and that's perfect. And even when uh, the kid picks the horses and they yeah. win, right. and he starts going nuts, and then he sees the guy he owes money to, yeah. that's brilliant, too, because he could just give that guy the money right. when he wins, right. you know? Right. But no, pretend we didn't win. Oh, it's, right. we lost again, yeah. darn it, or whatever. That's really good, too. And there was a lot of that where... You know, it's nothing big happening, and he's not doing anything, you know, that you can point at as being super fantastic, except that he's still perfect at it. It's yeah. like when he's uh, when he was in uh, Broken Flowers or um, Lost in Translation or something, yeah. where he doesn't he doesn't do anything, you know, amazing, except that he's exactly that guy yeah. so perfectly. Yeah. And I don't know. For me, it it worked. There was this there was this thing that I had about the story. Maybe it was for me <clears throat> the characters were too stereotypical, you know, or the situations were very predictable. When when you finally figure out what's going on with this woman that he visits at this nursing facility, that's that was a big change and I like that. I agree with you. Maybe maybe the the thing that was a little surprising is I love the way the film starts. You know, he's in a pub and he's telling this joke. And the joke right. isn't slap your, you know, slap your knee funny, but it's it's a good joke to start the thing off with. Right, and no one laughs. And no one laughs. They're, and they're his, sick and of hearing good. him. They're sick, right, and every, and you get the sense of him immediately. But it, it just it, it was my kind of film too, like in in a lot of ways. Like I feel like this is kind of in that vein of like a Wes Anderson film. Right. You know, it's not that far removed from those types of films, but it just it never sold for me. Right, and I felt like. I feel like if you're going to watch a film with a gruff old guy who is forced to take care of a neighbor's kid or his grandson for any period of time while his mother relocates or gets her crap together, you know, because there's a big divorce. And I'm probably talking about 200 films at this point. You know, there are, for me, there are better ones that are more interesting, not because of the performances. I thought the performances were solid. So much so that I would watch a weekly TV show of Chris O'Dowd's Classroom. That right, is right. that's a show that needs to be picked up. This guy right. is a as a priest who he walks in and you think it's like a like a a, a very strict uh religious school and he's like, Well what you know, what and then religion? all of a sudden not and then so everybody much. everybody's agnostic and there's a Buddhist and he's right. like, We're all we're all okay here. Like I wanna watch that show all the time. Right. And um, and you know you know what was brilliant about that for me. Seriously, I, I mean, love that show. I would love was, that show uh, so much. But you know, you could put if you, he was just like, in a sitcom was, at all. It doesn't matter. I'll watch be, Chris he could be in anything. Longer. Yeah. But you know, great. you know what was really brilliant about that for me was uh because, you know, I'm a teacher. Right. Um is that his classroom what was awesome about that is the diversity in that classroom was insane. Yeah. <laughs> and uh all these people go into the Catholic school because it's the good private it's school. The good one. It's right. it's where people, you know, want to send their kids, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. But you know what was awesome about that for me was that the classroom itself was so awesomely under control. Yeah. Because 
because that's who he was right. being the teacher, you know, and yeah. that was like really cool. That's like no one would ever pay any attention to that in right. the movie. It doesn't mean anything, but right. it was so cool the way that, you know, he's like, so uh, what religions do we have? And people right. are like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. And, right. Yeah. Seems to be a religion gaining yeah. in popularity. I think I'm Jewish. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was really cool. And, you know, also you mentioned the bar and I love the bar, too. Yeah. And I love the bar because. You know, he goes in there and his two friends go in there. Right. And once in a while in the background, you know, if those three people die, the bar is closed. Right. Like that's the only people that go there. <laughs> yeah. There's like one other guy who wanted to use the payphone. Right. We'll say. Right. Not that people do that anymore. Right. But, right. but, you know, there's no one in this bar. It's yeah. awesome. And you know, those bars are everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, you don't him very much right. but it was so, it's so cool it's like the really old bartender yeah the really old guy you know bill murray's been going to that bar for 40 years yeah <laughs> you know he's yeah. there every day so we're the other two people that are his friends it, i don't know it was really cool I, I liked a lot of it this is maybe and we'll get uh, maybe you know maybe i assume too much but i assume we'll get you know an email or two if not about this then the next time we do this because this is kind of an us thing whereas i'm talking about all the things i really love but i'm rating it not not low it's still right. quite favorable but <laughs> right even even the scenes you know the only thing that i thought would have really nailed this to being real mediocrity for me would have been if there'd been scenes where the kid had to talk about his you know tearfully his divorce why his dad doesn't right. love him you know where bill murray has to really console him for these things or if he taught him to drive a car right, right you know but it's not that far away from what i'm seeing in the film and that's i think what bugged me the most because the stuff that's there that works so well between the kid and Bill Murray's character is like even the first scene when he's like, do you want to eat something? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, I guess we're going to have sushi. And right. it's not sushi. Right, you know? right. And the kid knows it and later tells him, tells right. his mother so. But that whole scene works because they're also just in these characters perfectly. Right. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, we got to move on to Interstellar yeah, right. because that needs some time. But I'll t uh, another thing that I really liked about it that I think uh, helped the movie greatly, I've already said the kid and what I meant was the actor, right? Right. But also the kid, the character, because right. that kid is not the kid in every movie. No, that he's kid, not. That kid is a different kind of kid yeah. a bit. I yeah. mean, he's in his own way. He's still in like the wimp, you know, right. pigeonhole somewhere. Sure. But he's in a different part of it than most kids you see in a movie. Yeah. And, you know, the way that he he kind of, uh, you know, he's on the bus. He's waiting for people to pick him up. He's right. in school. He's just, you know, he's a little bit. And he calls everyone. He's a little sir. bit left of center right. of what you get in every other movie, right. and and it worked for me. I liked yeah. it. So yeah. Anyway, okay, Interstellar. So we got to uh, get moving yeah. here because I know you have tons of stuff to say. I Interstellar. you know, um, not not too much. Okay, so everybody knows Interstellar. Matthew Matthew <laughs> McConaughey. It's not like we have to explain this movie. No. Matthew McConaughey. Although I will tell you, like. I said before going to the movie uh, several times, I don't know what it's about. I mean, you see, yeah. the, you see the trailer and you're like, Matthew McConaughey goes into space. He's looking for right. some place for people to go because the Earth, for some reason, is dying. Yeah. Because you don't really know for sure in the trailer. All you know is that the Earth is clearly dying. Right. And uh, he's got to go into space and find a new place for people to live. Right. right? But other than that, you know, I mean, I guess maybe that's all you need to know. But you don't get a lot in the trailer right. of really exactly where are we going with this and, right. and what does that mean and where is he going? And especially because, you know, I'm watching the trailer thinking, okay, you can't go anywhere 
Yeah. Like, you know, and I'll be back on Tuesday and tell you where to go. Right. I mean, I right. got to. So right. then what happens on Earth? And like, you know, there's a lot of openness to what's coming and they don't tell you a lot in the trailer. So, yeah. And uh, I think that's by design. Completely. Well, like, yeah, it, it really they don't is, they don't want to. Right. They they want to just suck you in and have yeah. you uh, get I all know. these experiences yeah. as they come and not have any yep. preconceived notions and whatever. Right. But still, it's a little it's a little odd, right? Yeah. It's it's different than ninety five percent of the trailers you get, which right. you know I we're used to half the time. You don't need to see the movie you anymore. See the, yeah, you see <laughs> the start and the, the end and every right. every surprise in the middle. Yeah. Uh. So that's refreshing. I am uh, pretty solidly at like six and a half. Wow, you hated this film. <laughs> <laughs> My God, you rated the other film seven and said yeah. you liked it pretty well, well and that I was did, pretty I good. Like it's it only half much. different. Uh, I, I'm pretty much at eight and a half on this one. I, I liked it. Well, that's not so far away. It's not huge. It's not like, and, and maybe it's enough to keep Carrie, you know, downloading the show for a while, but... I understand there are certain parts about it that, you know... I am totally on board with Carrie in... You hated the in, in, end? A, in a way that most people can never understand. I'm on yeah. time in a way that you can never understand, right? right? right. I thought... Um, this is I, maybe... Like, like I said, I, I really have to agree with Carrie. I liked a lot of everything yeah. um, for a long time. And uh, you know what I... One of the weird things that I liked... Mm-hmm. <laughs> about the total experience of seeing the film right. had nothing to do with being in the theater, right? Because okay. one of the things I really liked was uh, the day after it came out, all of a sudden there's all this, the internet exploded with like, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson sends tweets about, right. he loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. He liked seeing lots of science. Yeah. And you'd get a lot of things. <laughs> what I loved about it was he sends like three or four tweets. Yeah. And then, you know, other People have to chime. Other big people are trying to find out from scientists. Yeah. Does this make any sense? They'll get like little snippets of whatever. Right. And like, so Neil deGrasse Tyson says, I I like that there's a lot of science in this movie. And in a tweet, right? Right. I I mean, it's not like he wrote a paper on (laughs) how it works. No dissertation on things. And people start talking about, uh, you know, read the book of the person who was the science guy. Right. Whatever. During the film that, you know, uh, Christopher Nolan and his brother worked with a big scientist for like the whole time on what's going to happen. And so the Internet explodes and goes, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson says everything that happens is totally true and exactly the way that the world works and everything. Telephone game. Because here, look at his tweet where he says, I like that there's a lot of science in it. It's really cool. And then, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson's tweeted. uh, Everyone read the book of. Of right. the guy, I don't remember right. the guy, the science yeah. coordinator, whatever whatever exact <laughs> yeah. name you get for that. But um, so I liked a lot of the movie, and you know clearly there's nothing wrong with the fact that we went into space and everything, mm-hmm. and someone opened a wormhole in space yeah. so that we could go somewhere else, right? Right. And all of that stuff, I'm fine with, right? Yeah. And obviously, there's a point where things really get crazy. But even before things really get crazy, uh, as soon as they go to this planet where there's like this weird time jump, right? I was like out. I'm like, okay, now just anything could happen. Now you're just making the story about whatever you want, right? And it just was a little, a little goofy, right? 
And especially because, you know, the thing that I hated about that the most right. is that, um, first of all, why do it? If you want him to get older, go with something that, you know, works in a more straightforward way, right? Have some way that suddenly they can just go faster or almost as fast as the speed of light, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, like a more standard shot at relativity, right? Right. Because why not do that? You can do that. You can do whatever you want. But um, the reason that I hated it was because they went there anyway. Right. And they they knew that <laughs> they knew the nonsense that the movie is sharing with us. Right. And they claimed to know it or whatever. And they knew it was going to happen. And they went anyway. Yeah. And I just could not believe that they would do that. Uh, there was there was nothing about that happening that sold me on the fact that they would go. And especially because, you know, it takes them a long time to do stuff. Yeah. To, it's not like they said, let's go here. And like a minute and a half later, they were there. Right. No. <laughs> There's plenty this of time is, for them to have lots of conversations convincing yeah. me they would go anyway. Well, if, and they didn't. And then then it really got wacky. Yeah, <laughs> and as soon as it really got wacky, I you were was, already gone. I, I was like, whatever. Gone. I was gone before. I like that. I like this little tidbit about the film. I think it speaks a little. It's not going to change your mind. In fact, it probably won't do anything. But the the guy whose book they they followed, and the guy who right. was really associated <clears throat> with the film directly is is Dr. Kip Thorne. He's a theoretical physicist. Right. A- and it, it said that you know, as far as the information goes, it said he Dr. Thorne laid down two guidelines that would be followed strictly. Nothing violates the established physical laws and that all the wild speculation springing from science would be so and not from the creative mind of a screenwriter. Meaning, if we're going to do this and you want my help, it's got to be legit. And that's why, that's why Neil deGrasse Tyson was kind of on board. Christopher Nolan accepted these terms as long as they didn't get in the way of him making the movie. So he basically says, I'm going I'm to agree to that to a point, but I've got to tell the story. And, it, and the interesting note here is that it didn't prevent clashes between the two. At one point, Dr. Thorne spent two weeks talking Christopher Nolan out of an idea about traveling faster than light, which right. is what you're just saying. Well, he so doesn't it, have to travel faster than light. I understand. Just travel close to the I understand. Field. I'm just – I think that's an interesting thing um, that goes to it. And, and one of the things that I liked about the film anyway, not that uh, – you know, I, I understand what you're saying with those decisions. I at some point during the course, and this is a long movie. This is a two-hour and fifty-minute movie, right? And it moves slow. It's it's very calculated. Um, at some point, about an hour and a half in, maybe even an hour and forty-five minutes in, and you feel like, my God, there's no that that's the length of a regular film anyway. You start seeing that they're putting themselves into a position where this is the only way they can tell the story moving forward. And and I guess <clears throat> I was well. <clears throat> Okay, I mean, I see with, what you're saying, too. Like, they with, could have told any story with, at that with the, point. But. Well, okay, with the really wackiness, right. they they have to get to something that's pretty wacky. Yeah. So I'll give you that. To explain it that it, it doesn't it right. necessarily have to be this wackiness. No, but, but it has got to be, be some wackiness, wacky. right? Yeah. But they didn't have to get to the other wackiness. That didn't have to happen exactly that way, especially because it, it, here's where I started getting a little uh, ticked off at the movie in a way, right? Yeah. So they have this – there's a certain planet that they go to, yeah. right? And because this planet is really close to a black hole, yeah. then, um, you know, X over magic and therefore yeah. if you go to the planet, 
time on Earth is going at a totally different speed than time is going on this planet. Right. Which, A, I mean, you know, all of the people who read this book by the person and theoretical physicists can tell me whatever they want to email me. Right. But that's just goofy. Well. And, but the reason that it ticks me off is because what you want to happen is for Matthew McConaughey to look the same but be way older than everyone on Earth, right? Right, right. But we've already got them in a spaceship where they put themselves in suspended animation and yeah. travel through space. Right. All they have to do is go somewhere that takes longer to get to. Yeah. And the exact same thing would happen, right? It's like you're it, it, it's like you're putting a hamburger on top of my steak, right? I, it's like you already have that, and right. now you're making another way to get it, I, which is goofy. I think you would have gotten that from someone like Brett Ratner, Michael Bay. I think what you're I think what you're arguing for makes sense and would be perhaps a little easy to swallow than what was given, but I'm not surprised we were given hamburger over steak from Christopher Nolan, a guy who, as we said before we watched the film, notoriously doesn't explain anything or or handhold. And I think the flip side of that is true, especially in this instance where he was really maybe, and I don't know this, I'm assuming, you know, to some level, maybe he's as interested in astrophysics the way that James, James Cameron is interested in the deep sea. Like he, he does all this stuff in his own personal life and now wants to make a movie about it. Right. Maybe. Uh, who knows? I, don't, I don't know. But what I do know is that with all the scientific stuff that was in there, I never felt, I felt there were times like I was treading water. I never felt like I was really over my head and I'm not a big astrophysicist guy. I mean, I read DeGrasse Tyson's right, right. tweets and sure. I like reading these guys things, but I don't get all of it. It was just accessible enough to make it work because I felt like the real gravity of the situation, a little bit of pun intended, was the emotional things that were going on. Right. And I know, and I know you know this, um, that to facilitate all that, you've got to try to tie up all the loose ends anyway. And I think if his agreement is we're going to try to keep this as real straight to science as possible, then this is kind of what you get. And, well, and you can take that or leave that if you're willing to still stay emotionally invested in McConaughey's trip and – you know, in, in in the space travels that they all have to make, right. and then what they the, win and what the they lose. The only reason that I give it any positive score is because of right. that, that stuff, right? right? The reason that that like stands out for me so much is because you know uh, we're not going to get into the the true wackiness, right? No. And and spoil things. I, it is I don't a, I don't know how it would spoil it I don't for know you because you kind of know what's coming. It. Yeah. The reason that it really irritated me uh, when I was watching that part is because basically I felt like. Uh, I felt in a way that I have never felt in a Christopher Nolan movie, even right. the ones that I don't like. Right. Right. Even the ones, even like the, the last two Batman movies, I don't love. You like less and less, but. You, I, I like them okay, yeah. but I don't love them. Right. But I feel like in all those movies, even the ones that I don't like, Christopher Nolan's like being straight up with me. Yeah. Right. And when that happened in this movie, I feel like now he's not really being straight up with me. And I feel like yeah. the reason that that had to happen, the reason they made that happen, that he gets older in that way. Yeah. Is because it's goofy. Yeah. And then he goes, here's a kind of a goofy thing. So now, you know, goofy stuff's going to happen. Right. So that when the really goofy stuff happens, you won't just throw up your hands and walk out the door. Right. And that's right? it. Because when the goofy stuff, when, when we get to the, true wacky end of the movie right it's nuts 
I mean, it's wacky, right? There's no, there's no one uh, who wrote a book going, this is what happens if you go in a black hole and there are magic <laughs> people from the future, whatever, right. you know, craziness that goes completely berserk, right? Yeah. None of that is like true to science. It's just that we've gone wacky at that point. And yeah. it's, it's the same sort of thing with, um, you know, I don't mind if there's magic even, as long as we kind of like stick to what we're doing. But right. at the beginning of the whole theory, there's like a wormhole that opened. And how did that open? Well, magic, basically. Yeah. I mean, there's there, there's no scientific – there might be some scientific thing about the existence of a wormhole. There's no scientific thing about some dude made one appear, right? <laughs> I mean – at some point, yeah. we're just playing magic, and yeah. if that's what you're going to do, then just do that. Yeah. Why do you have to come up with this other thing that we're going to say, oh, we're being really true to science, and this is how this would work? And and then it's like, what's the craziest thing that you could come up with that you think would have some basis in science just so that I can stick something into the movie that seems really yeah. crazy so that when I get to the really crazy thing – it won't be as bad or something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I see that. I just didn't. It didn't bug me as much. Uh, I kind of. I kind of see the whole. I, I kind of see the I whole idea. I thought it was idea. just. I thought it was just really. It, it it just was such a weird feeling to be watching yeah. it and having that happen because as soon as that happened, as soon as they start talking about that planet, never mind when they actually go there. Yeah. And uh, you know what sucked is that it was a really cool planet. Yeah. And it would have been. Yeah, that would have been it, really cool. It, it would have been a lot more awesome if I wasn't, you know, ticked off at the planet. Yeah. But, but right. even when they first started talking about it, when they when that first came up, I was like, oh, you know, in a little bit, something really batshit's gonna happen. Yeah. Because it it was such a like setup. It was yeah. it was such a here's here's some wacky, you know, like Merlin appeared now on our ship. Right. It's like, you know, in like. 2001 and 2010 and stuff and it's like all of a sudden you know magic ghost shit's happening or whatever yeah. and you're going well um i don't know but except that they try to explain everything so yeah. scientifically and then all of a sudden you're just like in la la land i mean yeah. pick one i don't care if it's magical right yeah. i don't i don't care if well, the worm, a little bit of both. I, I don't care if the wormhole yeah. opens and it's just magic yeah but then when you want magic stuff to happen, just let it be yeah. magic. I, Don't try to explain it. And, okay, but there are other problems with the movie that I had to. <laughs> like, uh, you know, that that was really irritating, but doesn't absolutely make or break the movie. I, I got to tell you, I loved almost everyone in this movie at almost every point. You still hate Jessica Chastain. No, she was she fine. She was good, yeah. Anne Hathaway, I could not stand. Oh, man. Especially I, yeah. when she goes on this goofy story about love and nonsense. Uh, yeah. I was like, that just is so not really what would happen. Yeah. I, I, it didn't feel like what would yeah. re what really would happen. And, you know, if you're Matthew McConaughey and you're in space, um, I, I don't know. I guess everybody knows by now that Matt Damon's in the movie, right? Right. Um, yeah. or, or they do now. Right. Um, <laughs> the the secret spoiler, which that, was which that was Matt Damon cool. is in it. Actually, I like that. But you know, the thing about that too was that whole plot line, and you know, we're getting really close yeah. um, on time here. But that was another thing that felt weirdly not Christopher Nolan for me, because like I said, even in the movies that I don't like, 
that the way that that whole thing happened, it felt like you were being you were really having your hand held uh, through a lot of that part because when they start talking about how they sent these people out and now they're sending back signals, right? Right. The first thing that I was thinking was, how the hell do you trust those signals? Right. Uh, I would never trust those signals. And I mean, you know, maybe that's just because, like, I'm a sociopath and think of those things. And normal people wouldn't think of those things. But then they get to Matt Damon. And as soon as Matt Damon, as soon as you see Matt Damon, all of a sudden you're going, wow, this is like uh, something's gone wrong here, right? right? I mean, it's like everything that happens. And then, you know, the robot – um. The robot like broke or something. I I don't know what happened to him. Don't yeah. don't look at the robot. And yeah. it's like so like really can't can't something is it, everything felt like so fake and like you know you, you're too dumb to understand what I'm trying to tell you unless I make everything like sickeningly obvious. Right. And that was just that's just not See, Christopher Nolan. I, I thought mean. that was also I thought that was also purposefully done, not not accidental or not a mistake on his part. I think that that whole scene, especially with Matt Damon, was engineered to be kind of hand holding, so that and this is kind of a spoiler too, I guess in a way, but so that the betrayal that they find on that planet actually feels something. Like I think the film, I think the film as a whole works for me specifically more so than you. Not because I don't disagree wholly with what you're saying, although I do kind of disagree with the first part of your stuff uh, about the black hole just appearing. And, you know, they kind of address it in a small way, but it's not a great thing. Um, but specifically, I think that that's a, that whole scene with Matt Damon serves as a microcosm for the bigger thing that the film really wants to do, aside from its visual stuff, which is to tell an emotional story about humanity. And how even in the greatest hope that we have left, which is just a 1% of a millionth of a percent anyway, we're still finding ways to screw ourselves over. That we still can't get out of our own way. That the metaphor here is that in some way we can't stop screwing ourselves over yeah, and but get out of our own way I, to, to save ourselves. I don't ourselves. mind that Matt Damon's there no, no, or that he but, has his little think, story about, you know, you know what you see when you die. Right, and, right. And, and the whole thing about, you know, Matt Damon's like whole story about uh how much people suck i guess right. and like his, he's got like this odd superiority that he uh finds a way to feel about himself because he's willing to kill everyone right if he has to or you know whatever right like you know i'm i'm fine with him being there and the whole story and I guess his his ideas and his motivations and what he thinks he's trying to accomplish and the whole thing. Yeah. It's just that everything that happens it is like so obvious in the way I, I, that I in the way that he in the way that he's acting in the way that it's written. You know, they yeah. get down there. So what happened to your robot? Um, it's broken. I don't look at the robot. Right. I mean, like really, because otherwise yeah. I won't figure it. And then you know later they're like. Go look at the robot and investigate it. Yeah. Okay, I mean it's just it's it's like sadly constructed as as a I didn't see that I way. Thought. The yeah. whole the same like I said you know with the other the same stuff could happen. Yeah. But why do you have to do it like I'm stupid and can't yeah. follow where you're going? Like why do you have to well, why do the, you have to lay a big trail of breadcrumbs yeah. because I don't understand anything you're saying? Partially, and, and it might then be. all of a sudden, all of a sudden he'll. You know, if if he suddenly like turns on them, right? And then you'll go, "Whoa, I didn't see that coming." Yeah. And then and then so what? Yeah. What if you didn't? 
<laughs> what if we could just well, like legitimately yeah, we're running. switch on you? I don't know if we're going to go over. Uh, we could, we could go, go over, over a little a bit maybe, minutes, but um, we can end yeah, at least we're or really, we can get close uh, to the end. We're really getting close on time, and maybe we'll go on for a little bit more, and if you're listening live, you won't get to hear it until you, you download, uh, it, so. download yeah. it when we're done. But um, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Next week, Hunger uh, Games. Uh, next week is an actual thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to do the Hunger Games. Unlike Dumb and Dumber 2. Right. Thanks for uh, tuning in and thanks for all your emails. Keep sending them in. If you've got questions about yeah. upcoming movies, send them to us beforehand if you don't listen in live so we can right. uh, answer your questions about upcoming movies yeah. or past movies or whatever. And uh, we'll see you again next week. And in about 45 seconds, the right. live this show go will off. just run out. Right. But. But we'll just keep going. We're going to pretend it's not um, going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I, I think that I think that in some part, you know, that makes sense. But it also it also assumes a big risk that your your average moviegoer is as uh, well critiqued and as seasoned as you. You know, to see all these flags coming, I I think. And when we yeah, were watching the film, well, no one cared. You know, he wanted well, to do it. If if, if well, in the end he but, could do it, but, but he usually doesn't. It, well, I know. Well, he can change as a, he can change as an artist. Like if if he's trying and experimenting things, I don't fault him for that. And to be and to be fair, though it doesn't help yours, when that happened in the theater around us, I heard people gasping. They didn't see that coming. So you can argue that it didn't work for you, and I and I concede that. You know, I saw it coming. I just didn't I don't, know when. But I don't think that it's I don't think that it's easy enough to say, look, you should make every movie like Memento. Because that's what I like the most. I mean, I'm not saying that's what you do, but I'm I'm also saying, look, he can grow, he can try new things, and if this is something he tried and he thought it worked, or he didn't, you know, maybe he'll. Yeah, change it next I don't, time. I don't know. I uh, but I, I love that. I feel like I have to call you out on that one. Well, if, if you're gonna say uh, he can grow and change as an artist and try new things, and here's here's the way I've grown, and the new thing I'm gonna try is. Yeah. Uh, Let's just come to terms with the fact that most people are stupid, and so I'm going to make my movie for stupid people so they can enjoy it. I'm going to have to, uh, have to call you out on that's that That's not one. what I'm saying because one of the things that I enjoy most about Christopher Nolan's films is that he doesn't pander. Except but I'm that saying, here he does well, a lot. He, in your opinion. It didn't, it didn't feel that pandering to me. The way that you're describing the scene of Matt Damon walking down the rock face and being like, don't look at the robot. Like, I didn't feel it that way. You, uh, you did. I, it, it, I thought, but I, didn't. It, I thought they, they let him out of the thing, and within 30 seconds, you know exactly what he's going to do. You know that yeah. – you know that – okay, so now we'll just like totally spoil now we can this go, part. Right, yeah, right? Right. That we're not live, and uh, you know, You've you're, probably you're listening, by now, you're listening yeah. on the – podcast and right. so you can just know that we're going to spoil this part yeah um okay it takes like 30 seconds for him to get done hugging matt da- matthew mcconaughey so yeah. not counting that 30 seconds right right no <laughs> but, I, know what you, I know what you mean but yeah. within like 30 seconds of him being there and being he normal. and he, yeah. he talks about the robot he talks about uh how how the planet is versus how it seems because yeah. look at it right 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 he starts talking about this stuff and in like 30, 45 seconds, you know that he was uh, full of shit when he was sending him the positive message to come get me. Because if I don't send that message, then no one's, no one's coming. ever coming to get me and I'm dead. Right. You, you know that that was all bullshit. You know there's nothing on the planet. You know that he's uh, 
done whatever to his robot so that no one because apparently right. like his robot would go hey dude you By can't way, you can't send the positive message i it, it i certainly will, was programmed to not you know do it. whatever right? right right so you know that that's all bullshit you know that he's uh going out with Matthew McConaughey in order to ki- I mean you know everything that's going to happen because it's just so it's like Scooby Doo I mean it's it's like everything is like yeah. look here's what's coming it's it's like a it's it's like all of a sudden we have this one part of the movie where you take that whole planet and everything that happens on it right. as one part of the movie and that whole part of the movie is like a sixth grade essay. It's like, you know, say what you're yeah. going to say, then say it, then then say, say what, what you, you said. said. Yeah. And and right. it's like, Jesus. Right. That whole part. And it's not the same. It's not like that in the whole rest of the movie. It isn't. That's a it, very different part it, of the film. It's not like that in, you know, the vast majority of everything he's ever done. Yeah. And the whole thing was just like, look, you've been watching this movie a long time. We're gonna you, you're something. not real bright anyway. Yeah. So here's everything yeah. that's going to happen, really spelled uh, out. And and the weird thing with that for me was not only is that just, I thought, really just acting like you're dumb or something. You'll never be able to follow it or something. I mean, you know, shit could have glowed neon, like look at the robot, right? Right. And except that nothing, there's so much other stuff in this movie you know, you are lost like nine ways from Sunday by the time you got to this, this scene planet, on right. everything. You have no idea what's going on anywhere if you can't follow a better version of this scene. Yeah. Okay. So you hate the then scene. Then it doesn't matter. <clears throat> you, hate, you hate the here's, – here's what I'm hearing. You hate the scene and you think it was too predictable from the outset. And I'm telling you that I believe you. And that I can see that, but that not everyone in the audience felt the same way because their gasps wouldn't have been sarcastically delivered as they were. They were genuine. They're like, <gasps> so, so it didn't right, work I know, for you, because, but, but hang because on, so it didn't work for you. People and that's okay. actually are stupid. That's well, not, then that's, that's, then that's not part of it. That's, that's part of the course too. No, of course not. It isn't either of us. But what I'm saying to you is also the scene, if I haven't seen this film that you're describing, isn't the way that I remember seeing the film. Uh, for myself, and I was sitting right next to you. Like I, I probably have to see. I'll see. Well, it I might be point. overselling but how you're, obvious you're, it is. A you little are, bit, and I think really I think obvious. your overselling is absolutely producing the feeling that you want that you felt from it. But at no point did I believe that it was ham-handed and, and spread fast. Like, don't look at the robot, and then he's like kind of pointing somewhere else to get your attention. There, I think what it is for me anyway, and, and it's just for me, is that it's a great examination of what the film is trying to show overall, which is humanity's strengths and weaknesses. Like Matt Damon as a character risked everything and they, they herald him. They applaud him throughout the whole film before they see right, the right. doctor as being the guy right. who sacrificed He's the greatest. everything. Right. He's the one. We all want to be like him. And the metaphor that I feel like, like Nolan is setting up, or at least the one that I saw is, you know, this guy who went away and isolated himself for a long time, came up with all these things, these crazy ideas about humanity and he eventually represents and embodies physically and literally the worst of it. And he starts to show it. But the people who arrive, who are still humans, but I mean, we're all obviously, you know what I'm saying, they're all humans anyway. But when they show up as a tribe of people who've been around one another, not isolated, not removed from humanity, not away from their home planet, 
when McConaughey and, and Anne show up and everyone else is there, they, they're asking him rat-a-tat-tat things because time is of the essence. They all want to get their things going. They're imperfect people, but they want to get to the bottom line. And in that process of doing that, they're like, well, what about your robot? He's like, forget about the robot. It broke. That was a believable throwaway moment that in hindsight looks terrible, as you're suggesting. But in the moment, I disagree with you 100%. It's not as obvious as the guy twisting his mustache and being like, man, my robot, mm, yeah, that, and pulling a sheet over it and being like, yeah, that, that thing's gone for the moment. We'll talk to it later. It doesn't work like that. So I, I I'm just offering I think, you – I think it does. Well, I, I'm offering you I, I a different point goes, of view that I think that it represents the, the best part of the dichotomy of humanity in his point of view as he's representing it there from one person who's been cryo-sleeping for who knows. I can't remember. They said it. But yeah. the moment he wakes up and doesn't do anything but cries and embraces Matt, Dame, uh, Matt, Matt McConaughey, I, I love that. I'm like this is what a person yeah, who that, feels like that they're part's, dead That part's great. all okay, but I, I, still and then dis- subsequent- I still disagree with you. It's, well, it's totally okay. obvious, and all the things you want it to have, yeah. it could still have without being that obvious about sure what's going what on. Fix, what you want it to be. What, what's your fix? That he just doesn't do what you said it doesn't do? Like, What's the thing that you want it to still facilitate to get that point of the story? Because I think he wants that story told. I think he. I think that. I think that story. I think that's that story that all can play out. All of the stuff when when the scene starts, right, and then you know how it ends, right. You could still get all the stuff that you get at the end without having it be so obvious exactly what you're going. When when the scene starts and you know exactly what you're going to be watching for the next seven minutes. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that obvious. You could still get all the same stuff that you want to get out of it. It's just like. Let's just say for the sake of argument that the whole black hole planet is stupid. If that is actually stupid, right? Right. You can still get what you want in a way that's not stupid, and you can still get it. You could still get what you want out of this scene without it having to be so obvious. And I'll tell you the other thing that really kind of made me mad about it was because it all seemed very obvious – and there's Matthew McConaughey going, do do do, okay, I'm playing along with whatever you say, and uh, you know, it, I, I think I, you easy. don't have to try at all to fool Look, me I'm because I'm goofy. You know, this can we can finish this anyway. This part is easy because I this is the way I felt about St. Vincent. You know, you you saw something in it that facilitated, and I saw something very stereotypical and forced. And and I think they could have gotten to the end doing things that weren't so stereotypical. So I, well, I they could, they could have in a I way, but I think that I think that for the way that that plays out with Matt Damon's character, it yeah. you know it just didn't need to to be like it's sort of like uh, Anne Hathaway's little speech. We could have somehow had those things that I agree get with you 100%. said. I agree with that a hundred percent in a way that you know didn't feel like all of a sudden you were going. What's happening? Where, Where am I? Right. <laughs> like it, it was almost. That was really I, agree. I agree with you. That scene almost felt like if it were a stage play. Like everything right. around her got quiet, and the, and the spotlight <laughs> came down exactly, on her. Exactly. I agree with you 100. percent And then there. it was like, what's going on here? I think, yeah. Especially, and then the lights slowly come back up around. Especially her, but, yeah. when in that, no, I agree. In that situation where they are, I'm thinking because of who Matthew McConaughey's character is, right. because I've been watching him forever, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. And I'm supposed to know what you're telling me his character is like. When you've got the three of them and they're kind of going, so do we go to this planet or do we go to this planet? Because now now the one guy's old. 
Which, see, I thought that was awesome. I, I, thought, I thought it was awesome that he I was old and he'd been waiting there forever. Yeah. I just want a better version of how I understand. how we got to there. Yeah. But anyway. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, that was really cool, except, you know, even that had little, like, oddness to it because, you know, we're talking about, like, wasting air and you can only be around for so long, except apparently you can be around, around for a long time if right. it works yeah, for it the works. story. Yeah. But anyway, they get back. But by the time we get to where we're having that scene and she's basically telling the story because she wants to go to one planet over right. the other. Right. And for me, you've got those three people left because we lost a person. Lost. Yeah. Um, you've got those three people left. And Matthew McConaughey, his character that I've been watching is just going to go, we're going to the planet that I say. And what are you going to do about it? Right. I mean, that's. That is what I feel like. I agree. That I character he, would have done, and I think if push had come to shove, he would have been that way anyway. But he pretended to have. Again, this is what I'm saying earlier. He pretended to have. You know, he wanted to allow the democracy of stuff, and he knew that if he just said to the other guy, "She's in love with the doctor," that's why she wants that right, planet. Like right. he knows what to do, but I still think in the end he would have been like, "No, I got to get home to see my daughter. We're going here." Right. And that's that. Right. But and, yeah, I agree. I, I, you know, the the whole thing was a little weird, but I'll tell you, there was a lot of stuff that I really liked about it. And yeah. oddly enough, a lot of it was uh, Jessica Chastain. And, she was really good in this. And her... Because uh, she's got to sell a lot of emotional her, stuff. Right. Her tape-recorded message yeah. that comes through all of a sudden at that point where yeah. it's like, did you know that right. it was all... It was all, it was all crap. It, yeah. all, and, you know, there just were like little parts that I... I just didn't love and yeah. it just seemed odd. There were like little things that if the big things did not bug me as much, I would have just, they would have just, I written, just off. Yeah, yeah, written those off. Yeah, I agree. And even with the part about hating the planet, yeah. if we would have had something that was a different wacky at the end, no, I, I just, you know, it got so wacky at the end that it, it was funny because we were, we were talking about uh, M. Night. Oh yeah, uh, we were not very really long. just before that, and and all of a sudden, funny. all of a sudden that part happens, and I started going, "Oh my oh, god, man, it's going to happen! <laughs> it's going to be." I guess in the end, look, you know, we've blabbled on about this for too much. I guess in the end, I just feel like I believed the motivations of the characters, which is why things seemed to happen the way they did. And right. I think, I think at one point I during did, that, I, did too. Damon the scene, I think you, I think maybe in that, I think maybe in that Matt Damon stuff that you're really, you know agitated about i just i think you didn't believe the motivation still i think that she wants to get to the planet with her lover he wants to get to a planet he doesn't care and that's why they're overlooking things and that's why i think it seems like it happens the way it does but uh, i, I see your side of it i just don't think it, i don't know i, don't think, I think that it was shown i think that that just didn't need so. to be so simplistic especially after watching you know an hour and a half all the of not being stuff, right. simplistic and, 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 and not and all the stuff that happens you know at no point for, you know, God knows where this happens, really, but really it seems scene, like yeah. about an hour and a half in or something, <laughs> right. right? But you've been watching, like, basically a whole movie yeah. where nothing happens in, in this whole movie where the movie is sort of saying, hey, you understand what I'm saying? Right. You get it? Right. It never, never And then all of a sudden, it does. Yeah. <laughs> then all of a sudden, well, it goes, hello, wake back up. I guess in the quick in the quick synopsis because I know we're going to get out of here anyway is yeah. you know it's a long movie and for the first hour at least at least and like what you just said perfectly like who knows when things really happen because right. it's a long time but it felt like for the first hour you know the joke here is to say you know it it basically takes place on another world it's Earth 
but it's not the right. one we know right now. Like right. all the droughts and the blights. It was in those those video testimonies that they had. There were really touch, you know, really interesting right. and touching moments and stuff. Um, you know, I thought it was really interesting, kind of slow boiling film that really set up this whole emotional investment of stuff. And and as it goes on for another two hours, you know, right. in addition to that first hour when they really do go off the planet. It's it's interesting in a lot of places, and there are some misses. You know, I, I talked about a bunch of stuff I like. I didn't love the whole thing. You know, right. I, I just, and I did. Was stuff, I did like a lot. And you of did. Stuff. I know. And we're even though I'm saying, even though I know, I'm we're saying doing I hated what we, it. We're doing what we but I didn't. Do, but you know, I'm not rating it like two no, or anything. I you know, I, I'm not actually. What do you say? Like six seven? and a half. Yeah, six and a half. I'm actually not that much lower than. No, you. No, you're not really. And and I think the big divide between us is basically that. That feeling, that moment between those scenes, not really the other well, ones. Well, and the very that, end. And the very end. I know, the, but we're not even going to... The, re, the real wacky ending, yeah. which we're not going to talk about, but the real wacky ending, you got to really lose... Sells you. you got to lose at, at least, least star. a couple stars yeah. for just how insanely wacky that is. I know. But there is a lot of stuff that I liked about it, and I liked a lot of the characters. I even liked yeah. Matt Damon's character, yeah. like... In Inherently. himself, right? Yeah, like, too. like all by himself. Just if if that would have just played out a little differently, like. Yeah. No, like, I agree. But anyway, um, there were a lot of things. I think everyone has to see it. It's it, yeah, I do too. It, it's that kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, it, one of those films it, you'll it's talk a big about thing. anyway. But. I feel like for me, this looked like you know an example of Christopher Nolan just getting lost in his. Perhaps. Had too much. And him and, him and his brother, right? And, and they definitely could have, because this was this is a scope is huge versus right. like the Prestige or any of these other films that right. they do that's very finite. So and that's possible. This just felt to me like what they should have done was find someone else <laughs> and, and go, <laughs> yeah, do and this. go. You know, just look at this like you're grade my homework in high school. And cut it, yeah, and help say. Me. You can't, don't do that. Don't right. do that. And maybe right. I won't listen to you. Right. And maybe I will. But at and, least have somebody else go. Does it really have to this right. or that? There were a lot of little parts too. Like I said, there were little things that irritated me just because I felt like, you know, a good example is when they're at the school, and uh, and all of a sudden the teacher goes, you know, like when they fake the moon landings. So like right. And I'm like, really? I mean, do you have to like? I love that. Do you have to like throw in that kind I of like it. kookiness just yeah. because I just want to say right. that there are nutty people who well, think you, we faked whatever. I've said this long. I don't know. That, I've said this for a long time, starting with The Dark Knight, that he's more political in his films, even though he's using subterfuge to get it across. I think that's right. a. I think that's a shot across the bow with you know all the creative issues between states like Texas, basically just writing you know, Adam and Eve into the textbooks. Right. right. I think, I think he sees that as like a bit of an inside joke, but I thought it was a great moment only because McConaughey just is like, he looks like he got slapped right in the face. He was like, what did you just right. say? See, and that, I love that moment, man. In, in I, a I way, hate that right up, but in I know. a way that was, that was like, okay. It seems like a very easy one to go except, for, but except the thing is that it, it felt a little false, right? If, because if we were actually in the world where we don't want you to bring in your book because our textbooks say X, right? Like you would know that, right? right. That would not it, a surprise. To it you wouldn't anymore. be like right. you went to school and all of a sudden you go, right? Oh, what? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. It just it was a little. Odd. He did kind of. It, it, it was. 
fun. Well, and it also way, it was it fun was in its own way, weird. but it also kind of seemed like you know he and there were hints. Of, I mean, it feels like I'm just nitpicking the defenses, but if it, like when John Lithgow says, you know, the parent-teacher conference is for parents, not grandparents. Right, you know, you get the right. sense he never shows up to these things. So right. of course he would feel blind. I I, I bought yeah, it. Whatever. I thought it was great. No, it was fine. But it was it was mean. just that it was like, oh, really? I mean, yeah. it, and that, that's not the only time where that kind of thing happens. There's a few peppered moments, right. you know, especially on Earth when they're dealing with all that stuff. That that happens, and you just have to take it a little. You're like, all right, you you're gonna do this, really? Right. We'll take it. So, right. But you're right. It's something you got to see. So. But ultimately, yeah, everyone has to see it hopefully, anyway. Hopefully, we did enough to keep Carrie as a listener. That that be, that would be nice. Be prepared. No, I did because I'm completely hated on board it, yeah. with Carrie. She wants. Right. me to rate it three <laughs> or, or something yeah. probably but be prepared for uh but all of the good stuff as much as i didn't like about it there is a lot that's really good yeah you know if if there were just some way right. to not have the total and wackiness, you know what's really funny even, even if we had like the matt damon part yeah and that somehow like jumped off to something else maybe yeah. and you know like with the uh you know that we have to get to something wacky right. because really That's like magic selling, has to happen. We're selling, yeah, we're selling we, that. We know in the beginning that basically magic has to happen. Not only yeah. did the wormhole just appear and, uh, and obviously someone had to make it appear. Right. Right. Because I guess, I don't know. Cause right. they can't just appear. Can't just go, I right? guess they don't appear. Who knows? I don't know. Right. But also there's other magic stuff. Like, you know, his daughter grows up with a ghost in a room, you know, right. Air quotes ghost. Yeah. Right. Right. And like magical stuff is happening all around. And, yeah. and we can't explain it or whatever. Yeah. So something magical has to happen in the end. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily have to be right. That kind of magical. Yeah. I, I don't know. It could have it, it could have easily been something else and I think a lot of people are going to watch this movie and love it for a really long time and then suddenly go, "What the What is this?" <laughs> right. I think I think your your point about having another reader look at it, it probably certainly could have helped. And in fact, I think this time the guy they had look at it was the astrophysicist Dr. Thorne. He was like, "Yeah, this all works except right. this and that." You know, I think all he did was facilitate the real elasticity of the science to right. a point where what you really wanted was another like screenwriter to look at it and be like, what the hell are you doing this for? Right, right. Yeah. And then, you know, but there are awesome things to it see. It could have been much sure. Yeah. In, in a way that, you know, people said about Gravity. Right. Uh, oh, right. Last year where they're like, well, but look at how awesome yeah. that is. And there are actually like awesome things when they do like that docking and the yeah, spinning yeah, right. and all that. That was it, great. It looks really, was really cool. Great. You might not love how they got there. Or right. what what happened to need them to do it? Yeah, it was a cool scene because uh, I like the fact that you know he just goes right. Yeah, he just whatever has no no hesitation. It's he's like he doesn't off. he doesn't even have to run through all of the no odds no pro and con yeah. list like, this is uh, or whatever. This is it's what we're just doing. like yeah. go. So you know that was pretty cool. Yeah, but like that whole scene, it looks really, it really does really weirdly fantastic. You mentioned, and we're we're pretty much done. Yeah, you mentioned this too about uh, you said earlier about the trailer when we first started talking about it. Man, one of the things I wish they had kept out of the trailer was when they're on that planet and he realizes that they're not mountains, that they're waves. I do too. That was a great, great moment. And when I see it in the film, and there's nothing else really there to it, that's that's the moment. And I'm like, shit, you guys ruined that payoff because right. you couldn't hold your water. No pun intended, but right. you needed to keep that private if that 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 would have been that one thing was not in the trailer because the way that plays out in the movie right if you could somehow block it from your mind and pretend you didn't know about it it coming would have been awesome. awesome yeah 
And the moment they sat down, and then I you knew already it was know, right? And then right? I was like, "That's it." Like her, uh, I was like, "Oh, right." That really, and not not only that, I wish that we could have uh, had a way to have some more of that planet. Me too, because the planet that was, was interesting, awesome. Yeah, it was really cool, and it and it would have been really cool because um, and and then there's another glitch, I guess, where I really didn't it, that planet pissed me off again. Because you know they when they finally get back, yeah, and they go, but she was sending the positive signals, yeah, you know, right? I know what you're saying, or whatever, yeah. And you're like, and that well, she probably time is different. She probably died like a minute after she landed, or you know, which was only really two minutes ago, ten minutes, right? Right, and so she just died, right, in her own world, you know, whatever, however the crazy time thing works, right, and. Before they go to the planet, they know all about the time thing. Right. But they conveniently don't they understand this one fact that, it could that be, yeah. she, <laughs> she might be dead. Who knows? It's only been 20 seconds. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, I knew um, that was coming. To I it. thought that was uh, well, a little, you know, why can't you Why can't you think of that? They, right. they would have still gone. Right. And this is, by the way, we're not dealing with some Cornhusker, you know, space program. This is still NASA. Right. Let's let's remember that this is still. Right. We're maybe, still we're still really still smart the number people. One people. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So anyway. anyway. All right. So go see the movie because it's awesome. Yeah. And uh, as we said before, next week, uh, it'll be the Hunger Games, which which uh, is a weird which feeling. Which looks Oddly good. It does look really good, and just as a quick even side, though, just even to, though we liked the first two, we did. It's and, not like we hated them, and this one looks good. And right? to strangely pat ourselves on the back for a moment of self, you know, congratulation. That was our first show, The Hunger. That's Games. true. The first. So this one, is kind of went. Right. This is part one of the the two God, part finale. By the finale, time we get to the second one, it, it, this is going to feel like Interstellar anyway. But right. it's it's an interesting thing. That's going to be an interesting footnote for us when we do it. We'll finally have concluded what started us off. So. Right. But, but we're going to keep going anyway. But uh, even even but with, it does look really good. Even with the first two that we liked, the first two. Yeah. And uh, for me, really, really like the second for me, a really a surprise, right? Me too. Uh, I liked the first one, and I went, "What the hell?" Right. Uh, I was really surprised. I liked that one. Yep. When we got to the second one, I liked the second one a lot too. Yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't like the Not full, quite the same full blown long. surprise, right. which was interesting to do the first show, our first show, because I thought what we were going to do was go, here's yeah. this really popular thing, and I'm going to tell you about how stupid it is. Yeah. And right. then you can listen to our show. Right. And then and we walked and then, in. No, we, we were like, like guess uh, what? This is pretty great. <laughs> right. Yeah. But this one, I really wondered once we saw the first one. Then I read all the books. Yeah, and I really wondered a about doing the third one at all. Right, because uh, so much of that, like so it's little, happens actually it's in all that internal. book. It's an all. It's a monologue. You right, know, it's her feeling. There's so Katniss little describes. actual action. Yeah. that that happens. If I'm you, pretty curious. If how you just make the this. outline, right. I was like, how are they going to make a whole movie about that? Right, right. And then all of a sudden they go, no, it's two. Right, and, and I'm, I'm like, what well, the? They basically just slapped you and was like, "We're going to do." Twice. And yet, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of scenes and, yeah. and uh, clips and everything of the of the movie, and it actually looks really good. Yeah, it's it really weird, does. So. And I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty up for it. Right. Hopefully, it'll be entertaining. All right, so we will uh, see you next week. Thanks a lot for uh, tuning in. Please, please remember to share, subscribe, all that good stuff. You can listen to us. Live at Blog Talk Radio or pretty much anywhere uh, on podcasts, on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. uh, We're on – God, I can't remember the name of the Anything. Uh, Everything. Yeah. Any any app you can get that you can get stuff, we're we're there. So uh, please, please share. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, bye.
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. 